Our text this morning, by the grace of God, will be taken from the book of Galatians chapter 4, verses 1 to 4. Galatians chapter 4, verses 1 to 4. I read. Now I say that the heir, as long as is a child, different not from a servant, though he be lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Even so, we, when we were children, we are in bondage under the elements of the world. Four on the last verse. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for what we are expectant. Your word says, the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. Speak your word. Let lives be transformed. Let something new happen. Let as many that are expecting to hear from you, let them hear. Let our lives never remain the same. Blessed be God our Father, in Jesus' name, amen. According to this text that we have just read, verse 4, it says, but when the fullness of time came, when it was come, God sent his son. Your situation is not your destination. You are a passerby. God is taking you somewhere. That was why that hymn, we sang it together. We are marching to Zion. We will walk on the streets of gold in heaven. We will march on Emmanuel's ground in heaven. Because heaven is our destination. No matter what you are going through, the Bible says, and it came to pass. Because it will definitely come to pass. One thing I realize is that the God we serve is very organized and orderly. God has a timetable for everything. And where God is taking you to can never be disrupted, no matter what happens to you. The only person that can stop God's plan for your life is you. Based on the decisions you make while in that situation. But if you keep looking ahead, I remember when I was in school, it was very tough. Very, very tough. But I was not bothered by the present situation. Every time I want to throw in the tower, I look at what I stand to gain. It kept me going. When you look at what you are aiming at or where God is taking you to, your present situation will not count. That was why God brought out Abraham. He said, look as far as your eyes could see. He didn't want Abraham to dwell in that present situation where he will begin to release albums of frustration, of depression, of woe, of unfulfilled dreams. God said, look ahead. And when Abraham did, he kept going. He kept going. He kept going. And you and I were testimonies that Abraham did not sit down at his present situation. He was looking ahead to his destination and he got there. You will get there in the name of Jesus. 
Proverbs 19.21 says, There are many devices in the heart of a man. Nevertheless, the counsel of God will stand. God told us in Jeremiah 29.11, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. To give you a future and a hope. To give you a better tomorrow. Psalm 8 verse 4. The heart of God is filled with our thoughts. God is mindful of you and I. And God is always disappointed. When we pass through rough roads, we begin to sit down. The psalmist says in Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Why? I know that you are with me. Your rod and your staff will comfort me in every, any situation that I find myself. Because your rod and your staff is there to comfort me. What does that tell me? I will come out of that situation. The three Hebrew boys, when they were called and told, if you do not bow, we will throw you into this fury furnace. What did they say? They say, oh king, we are not mindful. Even if our God did not save us, they had seen a destination they would get to. They were not threatened. They were not afraid by what the king will do. Did God deliver them or not? He did. And they became the pillars of that king's reign. Because every promotion Daniel got, Daniel included them. They saw their destiny. They saw their destination. And they did not despair in their situation. They didn't give up. They didn't throw in the towel. Like some of us would do. I don't deserve God. What is my reward? Your situation is never your destination. Tell that to your neighbor. Isaiah 46, 10b, God says, my counsel shall stand and I will do my pleasure. What is God's pleasure? There's a song we used to sing, a praise song. I am created for the pleasure. I am created for God's pleasure. So you and I are God's pleasure. And God said, his counsel for us will stand. When something happens and does not make sense to you, don't worry. God is working out something. And no matter what the enemy may try, only God's counsel for your life will stand. Proverbs 23:18. It says, Surely there is an end, and your expectation will not be cut off. Your expectation. What are you expecting? Are you expecting to sit down in the Jericho when God has prepared Jerusalem for you? Or are you expecting that no matter how tough Jericho is, you will get to Jerusalem? It's your choice. Deuteronomy 13, 19. I have placed before you this day life and death. Choose life. So that your testimony will be greater. Now let us look at people in the Bible that were in terrible situations but had confidence that they would get to their destination and how God helped them. The first person we look at is Elisha. And that was taken from our Bible reading. 
1 Kings 19, 15 to 20. We all read how he was in his farm. Farming. And how the servant of God came and threw the mantle on him. And how he left all and did what? He followed the servant of God. He served Elijah three and a half years. Because the Bible says he was the one pouring water. He was the servant. You know, according to the Bible story, he had 12 yokes of oxen. It shows you that Elijah, Elisha is a very wealthy farmer. For you to have 12 yokes of oxen, you are a billionaire. But when he was called, he left all and he became what? A servant for three and a half years. He would have asked God so many questions. But he did not because he knew God was taking him somewhere. And when he got to his destination, let's look at the things that happened when he got there. Number one, his years of loyal and faithful service was rewarded. The Bible says God is not unjust. Mm -mm. He is not unjust to make you suffer when you have labored sincerely. His years of faithful service was rewarded. Matthew 10, 41. He says he will receive a prophet reward. He that giveth to a prophet will do what? Will receive a prophet reward. That same 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9 to 15. What did he say? Because he had served faithfully. His ogre asked him, what do you want? And what did he ask for? He said he wants a double portion of what his ogre carries. And his ogre told him, ah, this is a hard thing, no? This is a hard thing. But when Elijah got to his destination, that hard thing was given to him. That very day, the thing his ogre said is hard. He got it. Second Kings 2, 19-22. His ministry of miracles, signs, and wonders began that very day. After he had gotten the double portion that his ogre told him is a hard thing. That day, very day, the Bible recorded that he destroyed the curse that had plagued Jericho. The people told him, he said, this land is good. But the water is bad. That very day, he destroyed it. And do you know, according to a Bible story, Elisha, while he was on earth, performed 13 miracles. Isoga, Elijah, performed seven. The grace of God upon him when he got to his destination was so much that even his, his bones. After he had died, his bones performed the 14th miracle. He did not give up. He did not ask unnecessary questions. He kept believing, I will get there. Number two person I want us to look at. The man at the pool of Bethesda. John 5, 1 to 10. John 5, 1 to 10. According to the story, this man had been there for 38 years. 
And the Bible did not tell us that he prayed. He fasted. According to the story, the man didn't even know who Jesus was. He had been in that situation for 38 years. But one day, mercy found him. One day, he was singled out for a miracle. Among the sick, the lame, the disabled, the diseased people that were there, he was the only one that was singled out for miracle. Romans 9.15, God said, I will show mercy to who I want to show mercy to. And my prayer for you this morning is that you will be among those God will show mercy to. In the name of Jesus. Because that man didn't pray. He didn't shout, Jesus, son of David, help me. No. Even when he was healed and they were asking him who healed him, he didn't even know it was Jesus. But he was singled out because the time for his miracle has come. He has gotten to his destination. This man had failed again and again and again. How did I know? He said to Jesus, anytime I want to get into the pool, somebody else gets there faster. He was supposed to be a failure. A defeated man. A man held down in bondage. But do you know what? Philippians 4.13 became his song. And that will be your song in the name of Jesus. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. The man got up when he got to where God had prepared for him. Romans 8 verse 37 says, We are more than conquerors through Christ that loves us. If you keep seeing where God is taking you to, your present situation will not be a problem for you to pass through. And the Bible tells us, it says, in the days of plenty, rejoice. In the days of good things, rejoice. In the days of bad things, sit down and consider. It is the same God that made the good and the bad. Don't let any preacher deceive you that when you give your life, it will be bread and butter. It's a lie. If it is like that, Jesus won't have been born. Jesus would have just appeared as a man. But he was born like you and I. Went through the normal phases of life. Suffered affliction. The Bible says Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. The struggle you and I are going through, Jesus had gone through them. That is why the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 4 that he, he is our high priest that have been there. He knows what we are going through. It's easy for him to understand us because he has been there. In your time of need, may you find Jesus in the name of Jesus. This man on that day that he got to his destination, what happened to him? No situation can defeat him again. He moved into a higher level. He moved from the situation of sickness and failure to the destiny of good health. Suddenly he became someone that came to church like I came this morning to testify of how God in his mercies healed me. The testimony that really blew my mind is this last one. And it can be found in the book of Mark chapter 5, 1 to 20. It's the story of the madman at Gadarene. 
The Bible didn't tell us how long this man was mad. The Bible didn't tell us. The Bible just told us that there was a madman tormented by devil. And the Bible also told us that he had legions of demons inside of him. His situation was so bad that he was taken away from the midst of men, leaving people into cemetery. He was there alone. I just go quoted a scripture now that says God said he will have mercy on who he will have mercy on. What you are going through, God is seeing it. God is waiting for you. And do you know your, 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 your attitude is what determines how fast God will come and help you. If you throw in the towel, there is nothing anybody can do for you. But if you keep believing that you are marching to Zion, I know who I have believed. And I am confident, I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which has been committed into his hand. The book of Galatians, I think 1 verse 6, says, He that has begun the good works, he has started. He will not stop halfway. If he has started, he will finish. People are crying. Yesterday, somebody gave me a testimony about her brother. On Wednesday, how she connected to the word of the servant of God. That there will be miraculous healing. And after the service, the brother called. The brother's wife called. That the brother can't get up. And she said, ha. Nothing must happen to him, oh. And she said she remembered. That just this morning, the servant of God said this. And you are the God that honor the words of your servant. She said she sat down there. She stretched her hand towards this altar and said, The God of this commission. Distance is not a barrier to you. And she promised that she was going to call back. She said she forgot. But later, she heard that when she eventually spoke to them, she asked, how in body? He said, oh, you don't work out. Somebody that could not stand up. And this morning as we were coming, we got a call. She could not get up. Even Uber was ordered. She could not even get up to enter the car. Some people may say it's an attack. Some people may say, you know the way blacks, we always want to give, we always want to exalt demons. You may be going through some things. God is allowing it because of where he's taking you to. Every time I ask myself, why am I always sick? In this church, I am the only person that always gives testimony of divine healing. Now let me get fibro two times. Now let me get ovarian cyst. Now let me again come get diabetes. And all oh, God healed them. And in all, I never sat down and said, Ah, God, waiting now. Now let me. Now let me. I was talking to somebody some years ago. After the first fibroid operation that I did, I was pregnant. 
for my first child. And I was told it would be a CS. I was down. I said, ah, God, why? And I went to discuss with this man, a man of God. And he said something to me that I have held since then. He said, all these things are happening to you because of where God is taking you to. And that is why when I go through any health challenge, I believe the word of God that says affliction shall not arise again. What I do is I pick his word and I give him back his word. I don't let my situation make me lose or remove my focus from my destination. This third story, this madman of Gadarene, the Bible recorded that he was there alone. He was so terrible that people don't go around there. And you know, according to the way the devil has written that man's life, that man was supposed to die in bondage. He was supposed to die highly possessed. He was supposed to die a failure and a defeated man. But I believe that in his heart of heart or in his spirit, he kept telling himself, this is not why God created me. Some time ago, I began to pray a prayer. Lord, you brought me into this world for a purpose. The time for the actualization is now. Let me begin to actualize the purpose why I was created. Or brought into this world. As that man was there. The Bible recorded. That Jesus. Crossed the sea. To go and look for that man. Matthew 14, 23 to 34. When the disciples. Were on sea. And the wind was boisterous. The Bible recorded that Jesus. Walked upon water. To come it. They were inside and Jesus was inside the boat sleeping. Jesus was in that situation with them. And what did Jesus do? They went to call him. He came out. He said, peace be still. The same Jesus crossed the sea to look for that man. Distance was not a barrier to Jesus. Jesus came with the light that shone into the darkness of that man. The man got his deliverance. Deliverance of reversal. The demons were determined to hold him in bondage all his life. But who can hold one in bondage when God is said to deliver him? Psalm 24, verses 7 to 10. says, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up your everlasting doors. And let the king of glory come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. If God is said to deliver you, which door, either ancient, eternal, old, which door will stand? In the book of Revelation chapter 3, it says, He is the God that opens and no man can close. He is the God that closes a door and no man can open. When Jesus was set to deliver that man, all the ancient doors were opened. Not only was this man set free, his destiny was restored. The reason he was created came into play. He was ordained by God to be an evangelist, telling people 
about God, not about the devil. And don't forget that when Jesus finished healing him, he wanted to follow Jesus. What did Jesus tell him? He said, stay and tell people about what God has done for you. When you get to your destination, you will always talk about how God had led you. And when you are saying it, it will be like just a story of two minutes. But it took years. God maturing you and taking you. Isaiah 43 verse 13. God said, nobody can stop him from walking. Joel 2, 23 to 27. God promised the years, the canker worm, the palmer worm, the caterpillar, and the locusts have eaten. What will he do? He will restore. When you get to your destination, he will restore. One of the signs of the fact that you have gotten to your destination is restoration. Shame will give way. Pain will give way. Glory will come in. Why? Because God says in Psalm 115 verse 3, 13, our God does whatsoever he pleases. Who can question God? When God is said to bless you, who can say no? Prophet Isaiah said when he stretched forth his hand, who can turn him back? When he proposed, who can annul? Who can say no? It's not possible. That is why you must not give up whatever situation you are in. God says he will bless us, both the great and the small. God will bless us. Why will God bless you? Daniel 2, 21 to 2021. He is the God that changes the times and the season. Your times are in his hands. He can do whatever he wants with your life. Where you are now is not where God is taking you to. It's just a phase in your life. Our watchword for this year is greater grace. Every time I look at my life, this year in particular, I see that walking. I see grace. Not just grace. Greater grace to do what I've not been able to do. To believe God for what seemed impossible with man. One thing I do, I don't want to hear the negative news. I don't want to hear things that will make me doubt the God that I said. All I'm interested in is what is this saying? When I discovered that when I eat, it increases my blood sugar. I brought out my Bible. I began to show God. You said you have created this thing for meat, for me to eat. Why am I eating them and it's working against my system? It is a working phase of your life. Every time you are going out, you board a bus. You board an Okada or Keke or Uber or in your, your car, you enter your car. No matter how far the destination you are going to is, what happens to you at the end? You will come down. You will come down. Because you have gotten to where you are going. This is not the time to join the multitude. 
to sing their negative songs. This is the time, like the song we are singing, I am the salt of the earth. This is the time to season people around you. This is the time to stand out and let your life be an example. The story of the madman of Gadarim shows that God is set. There is no mountain. A songwriter says, there is no mountain too high our God cannot climb. There is no valley too deep that he cannot go through. If he carries the weight of the world upon his shoulder, I know, I am confident, beyond reasonable doubt, that he will carry whatever burden you have. Don't let your present situation be your final bus stop. God is taking you somewhere and you will get there. Your business is not working. There are crises in your home. You don't understand your children. Your health, you don't understand. Don't despair. Don't sit down. Say, ah, it happened to everybody. Oh, ah, and I deserve God. Don't join them to say confederacy to things they say confederacy to. Look up. Because why? Your salvation is nearer. What is God telling you? That is why I always urge us. Read your Bible. Pastor cannot tell you where God is taking you to. Jesus said, when he got to the uh, uh, synagogue, they gave him the book. He said, Lo, it is written of me. I desire to do your will. Here is where you will find what is written about you. Here is where you will find where God is taking you to. Here is where you will find your destination on earth. How many of us want at the end of our lives? When I was with that nurse yesterday, she was telling me, I can't wait. Let the rapture come. Let everybody go and stand before God and give account of their lives. If Jesus comes now, will he shake your hand and say, well done, thou good and faithful servant? Is that what he will say about you? He will say that when you have got into your destination. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't throw in the towel. When people say there is a casting down, you say there is a lifting up. Because I know whom I have believed. I have given him my life. I know that he is able to take me to where he has planned for me. Jesus said to the man, after he had prepared the, the feast, he said, go and tell them, all things are ready. All things are ready. Seek ye first the kingdom. Matthew 6, 33. Every, every, not some, all that things shall be added because all things are ready. What is your decision this morning? Do you want to remain in your present situation? Or your eyes are fixed on the Almighty? You know He's taking you somewhere. And you will get there. God is taking me somewhere. I will get there. I don't know about you. I will get there. God is taking me somewhere. I will get there. I will get there. 
want you to bow your heads and tell God, you will not exchange me for another person in my destiny. The place you are prepared for me, I will get there. Nobody will take that place. Give me grace to keep keeping on. Give me strength to keep pushing on. Nobody will overtake me. I will get to my destiny. I will get to where you have prepared for me. All things are ready for me. I will take them. All things are ready for my home. I will take them. All things are ready for my ministry. I will take them. So shall it be.